Hello, wrestling fans, and welcome once again as we are reliving the extreme. Nate Maxson, your host here with you, of course, with my brother Aaron. Hello. And ECW's Chad Austin. Why do you keep saying hello, wrestling fans? <laughs> hello, like, podcast listeners. We are listeners. so beyond wrestling fans at this point. <laughs> I'm just doing it's my... wrestling, like, the people that give a shit are like wrestling historians... And that kind of crap. There's no there's no more wrestling fans. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> well, regardless, we are in this all the way. October 12th, 1993 edition of ECW that we are going to be reviewing here that we all got to bear with and watch this week. And, uh, well, before we do that, I would like to uh, let you all know, if you have not yet, please do follow us on Twitter and on Facebook in the Facebook group. Um, and follow Chad on Twitter as well. And Chad's Video Vault. I mean, come on, there's so much you can participate in on the worldwide interwebs involving reliving the extreme. And of course, that being said, I mean, here it's we two dollars a disc. I mean, how can you go wrong? No shit. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes for Aaron, it doesn't even cost anything. I know. I, I, I'm sorry. I prorated for Aaron. I, I, it's a dollar eighty nine. I understand in the retail business, it's tough these days. You know what, Aaron? I'll even pay for the postage. Oh man, I appreciate that. Got hard times, man. Hard, hard times. times. Hard times with my family. Hard times. It, it's hard times when a podcast host says he'll send you DVDs and only charge a half the price for shipping. <laughs> yeah, I know, buddy. Don't worry. It's coming soon. We have some hard times up in this episode of ECW, too. We'll get to Chris Michaels. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> we will get to Chris Michaels. Um, I, I, hope, I hope you allotted about 14 minutes. <laughs> this 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 guy has taken over the show the past couple of weeks, folks. I don't even know what the fuck they could have put on the rest of the goddamn show. But they put on that fucking Chris Michaels and Rock and Rebel thing. That could have been the whole entire show. And I would have been happy. <laughs> Completely happy. What the hell? I don't know. We'll get there. I guess I didn't, uh, when, when I went through the Twitters and such, I didn't say at Chad Austin Demera on Twitter. And for Reliving the Extreme, it is just at Reliving Extreme. I think you guys don't want you to have to go in blind trying to find the addresses there. A terrible, I was a terrible shill just then. So we start this show off with a six-man tag team match. Not to we mention the bad last music week. open. Oh, yeah. Oof. Why was that? <laughs> Nate, that, why, that was, why, that was, why was there generic music for that? It was really rough, too. It was a terrible dub. I don't know why so, some of these episodes, I mean, obviously not the wrestlers' themes, but some of these episodes, I don't know if at one point some of these were being curated for DVD or what, but some of them tend to have the original actual theme that was played on Sports Channel, and then some of them have this awful WWE garbage that... Well, I'm thinking that... Um, some of the ones that Gilbert were still booking, doing, producing, mm-hmm. they had the good, the bad, the ugly at the very beginning of it. Okay. Like, you know, it's the doo-doo, doo-doo. Yeah. That, that yeah. could have been it. 
Because when I when I heard the opening of the show, I was like, man, why? Why? You know, what did they do wrong? But that you know, because the entrance was generic enough. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Um, but yeah, like I said, I don't know why some are edited and some are not. It was um, like Hangman Page was coming out. The <laughs> the opening six man is Don Morocco, Jimmy Snuka, and Kevin Sullivan against Terry Funk, Abdullah the Butcher, and our man JT Smith. And uh, let and me if tell you're JT you, folks, Smith, if you're if you're JT Smith, are, are you asking yourself, how did I get here? Like. Like, like, what do I do in this situation? One of these guys is going to fuck me up. I don't know which yeah, one it is. I don't know which one. It may be one of my partners. Who knows? <laughs> one of these guys is going to fuck me up. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I got to tell you, uh, uh, most of the time when you get involved in something like that, you, you, you get with the guys and you go like, all right, you'll come with me, you know, and we'll roll around, you know, and we'll do this, this, and this. And JT's got to be the kind of guy going, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, all these guys are like 30 years in the veterans or whatever, 20 years in the veterans. And you got JT going, what do I do? <laughs> like, because Abdullah and Kevin Sullivan was completely blasphemous. That was ridiculous. I was like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, when they were out there. They at were the, battling at the... to see who could sell less. That's what they were when they doing. Were, when they were out there on the post, I was like, "This is what is this? What are they, they doing?" They were like, just making faces at the camera. I mean, it was like they were taking a, it's like they were taking a <laughs> selfie. It was ridiculous. Who, who can make the worst face at the camera? That, it was terrible. And it, it, you're right. It was like, why was JT involved in this? And JT had no business being involved in this because he didn't understand how to participate in that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Joey he didn't know what it. his role was because nobody knew what his role was. Joey even said it. He was like, oh, man, JT's wrestling over his head in this one. And then Paulie's like, oh, yeah, he's definitely wrestling over his head in this one. <laughs> oh, no, Paulie said that um, when you have all these five guys that are this dangerous and JT Smith in the ring, anything <laughs> could be dangerous. Well, because, because JT's going to fuck the spot up. That's the only reason why it's going to be dangerous. It's not because he's going to do anything that's going to be life-threatening. He might hurt himself. They even mentioned during this match that uh, JT Smith is Terry Funk's protege, which is a role that would eventually be felt by uh, f- filled by Tommy Dreamer. But apparently right now they're trying that with JT being Terry Funk's protege. I heard him mention that a couple of times during this match. Did you see... Um... Did you see Morocco's bad bump after um, JT came back with a headbutt? Like you know how you know how when SD Jones used to give the guy the headbutt and he would do the deal yeah. and the guy would yeah. take the big bump. Yeah, Morocco. Did you see Morocco's bump? I think I it missed it. It was so unspectacular. He he literally just rolled rolled down. Roll like he grabbed the hold of the middle rope and just fell down. Oh, you know what? Now that you said that, yes, I did notice that. I did. I didn't put it on my notebook, but now that you mentioned the actual, like the guess, he just kind of melted and <laughs> did Don Morocco. Did you guys see? Did you, did you guys see Abdullah Butcher's fantastic DDT on Kevin Sullivan? Is that the one where he didn't even fall? Pretty much. Yeah. He, like he hits it and he acts like it's like this big high spot when he gets in, like he's gonna get up and get this big reaction from people, and everybody's just like, "Dude, Abdullah was the biggest waste of probably money mm-hmm. that ECW ever spent. It it, it must have looked great on paper. I'm not gonna lie, it looked great on paper, right? 
Yeah, yeah. But essentially, they got come in and walk around Abdullah the Butcher. That's what he does. But that's what all that, Abdullah Butcher was going to do anywhere, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I said, I mean, him and Sullivan, everything they were doing outside was just like... <sighs> I don't even, even know how to describe it. I just put what the fuck are Sullivan and put. I don't really even have an adjective to describe what they were doing other than it was it was pretty pitiful. Pretty pitiful. Yeah, they call it walking and talking. Yeah. And like I said, that set, the selfie they took with the meme Abby doesn't even talk, so about. it was just walking. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> well, the finish of this match comes when uh, <clears throat> uh, Jimmy Snuka accidentally powders Dean, Mar- or Dean, Dean Morocco. Don Morocco. It's his brother. <laughs> Dean Morocco. And uh, J.T. Smith gets the pin on Don Morocco. And that is the end of that. I don't even know if they showed the whole match here because it was only like, I don't know, what, four minutes maybe? They didn't show the whole match. They spared us. They showed it from the beginning brawl to the end of it. But overall, not great. Not great to open up here. Like we just talked last week about, you know, Sabu coming in and all that. And I was so excited. Like, yes, here we go. And now we're, we got this going on. I can't find my notes. (laughs) I I just Uh dropped my notebook. Now I'm going back to... That's right. I I think that um Johnny Stetson or Tony Stetson and Johnny Cairo had a great match. Because right. <laughs> we're in December, right? We are um, in October twelfth. I, I, I got my notes now. I got them now. All right. October twelfth. All right, where are we at? We had Morocco, we had uh it's not JT's fault that he looked terrible. That's what I got. But I mean, now we got a fucking interview with um Oh, a legend. <laughs> a legend. A friend of mine who I can't wait. I just can't wait to just to hear what you guys got to say about this. Oh, yes. Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer. What a get up he's got on here in this interview. He's somebody I can call tomorrow and go, you were terrible. And he would, go, he would go like, yeah, I know. Just getting his foot in the door here about to make his ECW debut next week. The rhinestone dreamer. That's all I yes. can say. Yeah. Now that outfit, that outfit, dreamer. That outfit was something else. <laughs> I, I even wrote that it was bad, even for Dreamer. Like, like I, I could always goof on Tommy and go like, "You're terrible." But that interview was like, "I'm going to see you next week." ECW. <laughs> like it was so IWCCW. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was definitely indie rific. That's the word, right? Oh, poor Tommy. But that was, uh, that's our first, our first inkling of Tommy Dreamer here in ECW. And now, okay, so now we get to watch the highlights of Sabu from last week, which is actually more exciting to watch than our opening match. Yeah, Um, yeah, sometimes it kind of annoyed me when they do too much highlights from last week, but this was, this was necessary because you know, there were probably people that didn't watch last week. They had other people telling them, holy shit, you missed, you, you, you didn't see that. So then they go back and watch it now and you kind of, Showing them, yeah. I mean, it's it's a much it's a much better decision to replay this than it is to replay an entire Super Destroyers match. I mean, <laughs> essentially, you know what I mean. Like the this was worth replaying again, yeah. To to, to catch people's attention, yeah. Or, or, or I mean, what are you trying to say? If you got the zapper in your hand and you're scanning through the channels and you see the Super Destroyers arguing over their masks, or you see Sabu like doing a moonsault on a table with nobody there? I might stick around to see if two's going to turn on one again, maybe. Well, that's you. 
<laughs> I mean, maybe maybe you're the reason why they kept the same same time slot they were on. Because you were the only one watching it. Super D's. Super D's. Um, I, I thought I thought it was great. I thought it was great. It was a it was a fantastic recap for me. And and that was part of the reason why I like Sabu. What part of the reason why I really love Sabu was is that he's not Pentagon. He's mm-hmm. not Phoenix. When he does his high spots, they're not fucking magic. You know what I mean? Right. Like he doesn't land them a hundred percent like perfect. He he crashes and burns seventy five percent of the time. And that makes it so much better. It makes it that, so much more organic. Think, yeah. That's my point. Is that it makes it seem like he's that much more dangerous because mm-hmm. he's gonna do the spot like like he, he he's more like me. Like when I work, I could do all that stuff, but I wasn't I wasn't Rey Mysterio or I wasn't Phoenix. I could do all the spots, but they're more like Sabu. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't know how far I'm gonna fling myself off the rope. You know what I mean? I don't know that. And Sabu didn't know it either. He would just fuck you. I'm just fucking. I'm just going in the audience. <laughs> Here you go. It's Sabu. Get out, everybody. Get out of the way or don't. Yeah. <laughs> Your choice. Yeah. Um. After the replay of the Sabu match incident from last week we get uh jay sully's still around he's interviewing tom todd gordon here i can't get names right this week tom gordon dean morocco i got a whole another roster going on um sully is, going on. <laughs> sully is interviewing todd gordon todd is now saying that the nwa will not allow sabu to wrestle on tv notice because they want people to come to these shows oh you'll still get to see him live and in person folks they meant they made sure they mentioned that but you will not get to see him on tv and uh in comes hunter q robbins the yeah, but don't don't forget that todd said he has never got so many cards and letters we are still living in the era where we've got <laughs> cards, cards and letters, and letters. Send your correspondence to Hunter Q comes in here. And I think guys, this is a little, I don't know. I, it might not be. I don't know. This is a little work shoot to me though. Cause Polly takes Hunter out. Hey, let me talk to you, Hunter. And this is essentially, I think Polly letting Hunter know this guy's over. You're not going to be his manager anymore. I'm going to be you, his manager. <laughs> you think, I mean, really, how much thought did you put in that one? Not much. Didn't take much at all to figure that one out. <laughs> the elephant was in the room. Yeah, clearly it was, um, set, uh, Paul was just going, all right, well, this ain't gonna, you know, this, this, this is not the way it's supposed to be. You know, I mean, I don't know how Paul put it, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He just knew that I'm going to be the guy that's going to book Sab. Yeah, and and Hunter, you know, pretty much Hunter, you can keep Stetson and and uh, Johnny Hotbody. That's fine. You can keep those guys, but we're moving Sabu <laughs> on to somebody much more or, effective. Yeah, you can keep them guys, and you can work on any Joe Savoldi show you want. <laughs> um, you could take Johnny Hotbody and Tony Stetson and work on any. Parsippany, New Jersey show you <laughs> you desire. Aaron, anything on this? No, you guys summed it up. This is uh this was Hunter getting taken out back and popped yeah. in the head, like, tell me yeah. about the rabbits, Paulie, tell me about the rabbits, and <laughs> kneels him down and blasts him in the head. It's it's over. I like oh, the yeah, rabbits, Paulie. Oh, oh my my notes all of a sudden say, Oh no. Mine say, Oh shit. Yes, yes, it does. <laughs> 
think you know what I know. Yeah. Well, okay. So first, you, I thought, oh, God, we're watching this again. And I thought, you know, Aaron's got a smile on his face. Chad is uh, looking at his chops. Everybody's I put, ready. I put, holy fuck, they're going with the wrong guy. Chris Michaels, Bullwinkle promo again. What the fuck? <laughs> yes, we got to see that again. And uh, I thought, oh, well, all right. They used it again, whatever. But wait, there's more. Um, I thought they were going to put the belt on him. I thought he was going to end up, you know, working whoever the the champion is du jour um, on the show. I was like, dude, I want to see Chris Bullwinkle as <laughs> Sir Christopher Bullwinkle. I want to see him as your champion. I want to see him get his ass beat by Sabu. That's what I want to see. Um, then <clears throat> before we go to, well, we aren't going to get there yet. I'm 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 trying to jump ahead in my notes just because it's so bad. But we'll get there, I swear. Um up next after that, Molly Hosaka against Molly McShane. Good women's match here. I liked it. Yeah. Um the Hosaka chick, she was on uh um WCW Nitro once. And that's where I was like, Oh, I remember her because she was coming out with Sonny Ono and she was being billed as as from Japan. And as she's coming out, some little kid like yells at her, and then just in perfect English, she goes, "Shut up, you stupid idiot!" Like <laughs> 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 right on camera, she's supposed to be Japanese. She's like, "Shut up, you stupid idiot!" Oh, I was my, my, up. <laughs> Like I, I waited all show for this because Malia is a friend of mine, and I love Malia, and she's somebody who has been around for well more than twenty years, well more. We're talking 22, 24 years, mm-hmm. as as long as I've been around, and she's worked for everybody, and 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 when when she was doing this stuff, there wasn't a whole lot of opportunities, yeah, for girls like her. You know what I mean? So and she I, took um full advantage of it, and I did dig the match, and I did put in my notes. This was like a good showcase for her skills, like I think. Polly thought maybe if he was going to do something with the women, she might be the. I will say this go. is. I will say this is a, definitely a step up from Tigra. I mean, I'll give him that. Oh, go, go. <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> just, just, to, just to throw a little, a little uh, defense at this match in there. Those, this yeah. is much better than this. Uh, this whatever that battle royal thing we I mean, saw. Don't was get or, me wrong, Malia Saka. She's like one of the girls that are. Um, on the independence nowadays, they get work like every single week and mm-hmm. their mainstay, you know what I mean? Yeah. They, they worked the Thunder Roses, but we're talking 30 or 27 years ago. Right. You know, she came along with me and she's a friend of mine. <laughs> and I, I, I messaged her today and I was like, Malia, we're going to talk about you today. And she was like, thank you. Cause I, I was glad to see her. I, I didn't know that they worked there. Mm-hmm. I forgot all about this too. I don't know if she had. I don't know if she had more than one shot there, but I'm uh, pretty sure that was it. <clears throat> well, Malia hits a uh, a cannonball for the win in this match um, over Molly McShane. And up next, here they are, the Bad Breed, Ian and Axel Rotten, uh, cutting a promo, and they're talking about Bad Company because they're going to be meeting Bad Company here in just a moment. I did notice one thing, uh, Ian. Do you know, you know, Ian is a mouther, Aaron. Oh, I put that. I put Axel Rotten did a good job on his promo for what it was, but Ian 
just sucked ass and stood there and mouth breathed. Yeah, he just he was a mouther, like he's mouthing along, like Jesse Ventura used to do to Vince McMahon yeah. when he yeah Axel's talking. When he, and, when he wasn't doing that, he just was hanging his fat trap open. Like I, I actually have here. I hate to say it, but I have here. He looks like if 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 dirty laundry was a human. That's that's what he looks like. I just <laughs> I hate to be mean. I know I don't. It's fine. Well, I mean, if you guys are gonna put me on the spot and. We we don't pull any punches here. We tell it like it is. Axel's a great friend. Well, was a great friend of mine. Ian's a great friend of mine. Yeah, I saw I saw Ian mouthing whatever Axel was going to say, and I was like, "That's completely fucking ridiculous." That's that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and uh, because Axel to me, I'll tell you what, I could tell from Paulie's voice. That he he saw an upside in Axel. You could hear it when mm-hmm. when Axel did his tags when he came in. Oh my God, what's he going to do against Axel Rotten? He he saw something in Axel. I just don't think he saw something in Ian. And that doesn't shock me at all because I mean, just as an observer, I don't see anything in Ian. I you know I I don't know. I was never then or now I, just both both. Um, he was never a fan. And like you said, I mean, if you guys, he might be a great guy, but we're here to talk about the work, right? <laughs> all right, all right. Um, but Axel, I was always, I always liked Axel. Um, they are about to have, and now that we finally cleared it up here, by the way, in the commentary, yeah, they, clarif- they clarified it's an NWA tag team title. Yes, here. it's for the NWA tag oh, title it is? contention. Yes, yeah, they so must we got don't have card. another ECW. They must, they, they must have got hang enough cards. On, hang on here. I have it in my notes that it's for the NWA West Coast Southern Continental Championship. I think there's a heritage in there somewhere, too. Uh, I don't have a heritage. I think oh. that was uh, last month. Um, <laughs> I, I, I see uh, John Tolis's name mentioned <laughs> in, in, my, in my notes. Is that true? <laughs> the coach. <laughs> John Tolis? <laughs> oh yeah. Remember when WWF made him the coach? Like he's 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 one of the great talkers in the history of the business. He's coming in to manage Mr. Perfect and they put a fucking whistle in his mouth. Anyway, <clears throat> let's not dwell on that. <laughs> what do we think of the uh the bad company bad breed match? Well, I wrote I, I actually wrote insert bad joke. <laughs> On my notes, you know, because bad breed versus bad company bad probably company. equals bad match. Bad. <laughs> and and then uh, then I wrote, oh my god, there was a John Arezzi promo. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah they, they actually talked about John Arezzi's upcoming wrestling convention. Yes, that was the high spot of the match. Oh my god, John Arezzi's having a, a convention. <laughs> Where am I here? Like, yeah. Other than that, other than that, I mean, Paul Diamond looked all right. Ian looked like garbage. Pat Tanaka doesn't fit, and Axel looked good. And at least they clarified that it was an NWA tag team title tournament thing. In this, they must have got enough cards and letters and complaints <laughs> and needed it clarified. But this was it was way too long as well. It was way too long of a match. It, it, it was it was ESPN A um, AWA born. Mm-hmm. It, it was exactly the kind of match you would see on that, right? Yeah. yeah, it was like twelve minutes. It was a wrist lock and heat, and then the tag and the hot tag didn't give a shit. 
you know, kind of match. And that's not, you know, I'll tell you that Axel and Ian worked down to their level because that's what Paul and Pat wanted to do. Yeah. That's not what Axel and Ian wanted to do. Axel, in my opinion, is a fantastic hand. He's a great hand. And he just doesn't, he, he just, he just came, in my, in my opinion, Axel came along at the wrong time. If Axel would have been alive 15 years earlier, he, he would have been a star. That's, that's a fair point. I never thought about it that way, but you're right. You know, the way he works and, <clears throat> excuse me, the way he works, the psychology in the ring. Um, and, and you're, you're, you also made me realize that you're right too about them working because Paul, Paul and Pat in this match wanted to work a very basic, you know, just, Let's just go out there and do the do the basic thing, and you you guys we don't we don't want to do any of your shit. So, you know, <clears throat> and that didn't do Axel and Ian any favors in this match because they didn't get to showcase who they were, and it wasn't meant to. Mm-hmm. Like even watching <clears throat> the spot where um, I, I I think it was Paul Diamond did a, a body slam on Ian, and watch Axel how fast he was to grab the rope to run in to take a body slam next mm-hmm. you know, because they called that spot you body slam in boom i run in you body slam me like axel was like the ring general of that match Aaron, I, I, thoughts? Oh, sorry, well, I just like i said it was it was too long of a match and it didn't really do anything for me and like, no, it, was just right. there. it was just there and they didn't even do like the somewhat cool version of their finish where pat would kick him with the super kick and then uh Paul would do the the back suplex deal. I did like a stupid thing where he jumped over him, and it did. Yeah. I just this match didn't work for me. Aaron, I can't even I can't even think of a finish that I think would be like. Well, how would you do that finish? Well, it would. It, I mean, it, in my eyes, it would have to be you would have to distract one of the the rottens to fuck the other rotten. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, like if you want to make if you if you want to save the grace and not make them look so shitty, you know, how would you do that? And they didn't. They just beat them. Eh, eh, you know. These new guys. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I don't understand the concept of bringing two new teams in and having them wrestle each other. That just seems it's like, well, so now you just brought these guys in. Oh, bad breeds here, and they've already lost. You know, or even if, if they would have did it the other way. Oh, bad companies here, but but they've already lost. It's like what promo, right? Yeah. The bad breeze promo? Like this was like a twelve minute match. It could have been two five minute squash tag team matches. <laughs> you know what I mean? To separate these guys and then have them wrestle each other or something. <laughs> what they could they could have had both guys wrestle each rotten guy and beat him <laughs> clean. <laughs> is, is that what you're saying, Aaron? No, I'm saying like I think what Aaron's getting at. I think what Aaron's getting at. I'm having like have bad breed wrestle like sex appeal, twisted steel and sex appeal, and then have like bad company wrestle some other team and have it be like four minute squash matches instead of taking two new teams, putting them in the ring for twelve minutes, having a shit match, and then neither one of them looking good at the end of it. (laughs) I don't know about that, dude. Twisted steel and sex appeal. I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that, Aaron. You might have to rethink that. You might have to find somebody else. Maybe Joe Hartgood and um, Dino Sendoff. But Twisted <laughs> Seal and Sex Appeal, 
No, they they're not going to stand for that nonsense. <laughs> as far on oh, oh, my watch, <laughs> speaking of tag teams, Public Enemy cuts a promo next. I like that they keep calling the Headhunters Fat Boys, but anyway, the uh, the Public Enemy cutting a promo next, talking about the uh, the Headhunters leaving ECW, like you know, essentially playing the old "we ran them off" gimmick, which is fine. That's good. And I'm glad they ran him off because we don't have to see him anymore. And they're also cutting a promo on Bad Company. Any thoughts here, guys, on the uh, Public Enemy promo? Yeah, it was was what it was. Pretty basic. Get in there, get out. I didn't mind. I it. know. I know, Aaron. You've never been a huge fan of their promos, anyway. But uh, I didn't mind them when they were not doing the like ridiculous voices or whatever. But I, this was good. This was serious and. Why not? I, I enjoyed this. Well, 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 this is when we start getting into the territory of um, everything's different now. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different world now. Like, there's Eddie Gilbert's gone, right? Yeah. And he's gone. already been, what, two weeks removed? Yeah, but, well. Yeah, but in the yeah. production world, that's only, what, a few weeks? A few weeks. You, you know what I mean? It's kind of hard to, to replace what happened a few weeks ago for what's going on. Mm-hmm. And the public and the public enemy promo, I I, I don't know. I, I liked it, and and um, I, I have a whole entire thing about the whole entire show, about what I think what's going on with the whole entire show and the public enemy. I mean, it's just kind of funny to me that that I'm 48, and Rocco Rock and Johnny Grunge look they're my age. Yeah, why? Why are they still dressing like alike? And what are they doing? Spray painting, like you know, trains. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, is that what they're still doing on Friday night? They're still drinking forty ounces in an abandoned building. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to say I don't like Public Enemy, but you got it. You gotta make them more believable than this. And it's it's yeah. <laughs> I, I totally see your point. They're on Beach Street. It's like it's like uh what what movie is that where Steve Buscemi comes in, he's like, Hello, fellow kids. What the hell movie is that? And he's he's like fifty eight and he's dressed up in the backward hat or whatever. What I don't remember. Yeah. I don't know. ECW, <laughs> October 12, 93. Steve <laughs> walks in and goes, Johnny Grunge and Rocco Rock, how old are you? You're wearing matching pajamas. Enough. <laughs> well, you know, the ironic thing is, well, I'm never going to pay the price because they're both dead. I'm never going to run into either one of them guys. <laughs> hey, well, fuck them. They look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That is the name of the show right there. Yeah. Fuck them. They look I'm stupid. Not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, up next. I, oh, here I, we go. I love, oh. I love PE though. I, I thought PE was a great was a great gimmick. And I I understand that that P, I mean, there's a whole lot that goes into PE that you guys don't even understand. Because it 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 relies on Ted Pet. Well and I Oh, go ahead, Chad. Sorry. No, 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 you go ahead. I was just going to say, Public Enemy is one of those gimmicks to me as a fan. Looking back on it, they, to me, they worked in ECW 
it, the whole gimmick worked in ECW to me, I think just because it was such a part of it from the beginning, but it never worked anywhere else. It they were in WCW, they were essentially the bushwhackers with jerseys on. And in the, I mean, obviously WWF, they had like two weeks, but it just, it did not work. It did not work anywhere but ECW for me as a, as a viewer, honestly. I don't know if you agree, but I just, that's, that's how I always felt about them. I felt they were, they're at ECW, they're fine. Anywhere else doesn't work for me. Aaron? Uh, I like Ted Petty, Johnny Grunge. I'm sure like probably was a cool dude, but did nothing for me in the ring. So, I mean, it is what it is. It happened, and all we can do is watch it, right? Yep. It, Can't do anything about it now. Said, it is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. Well, <laughs> it stunk. Um, <laughs> they, they, you're right, mate. They never achieved any success out of ECW only because they weren't they weren't presented in the same light. Mm-hmm. of ECW because Paul knew like I, I don't think I'm great I don't think I'm that good but when Paul presented me in a in a in a in a highlight fashion you know he made me look good and that's what he did for public enemy they, they, they were terrible I mean they were terrible it was like four steps down from where they were at like they were rotten they were awful they were horrendous and then they were terrible. Like that's how bad they were. But Paul, but Paul knew how to hide their their weaknesses because Ted Petty was just atrocious, and and Mike was just completely fucking. I, I don't even know what to say about him. He was completely just gone at this point and everything. But they they made that work. They mm-hmm. made that particular gimmick. Well, Paul made that particular gimmick work, right? Yeah, accentuate the positives and and take away the negatives or try to take away the negatives. But definitely accentuate the positives, which as we go through watching ECW, we're going to see Polly do that with a lot of guys and gals. Well, are, and, are we getting to the good stuff? Ooh, yes we yeah, are. It's there now. <laughs> Ring the dinner bell, folks. It's our double main <laughs> event. Uh, up next we have a a Joey Styles interview with the Rockin' Rebel talking about injuring Sal Balomo and Aaron and Chad are ready. They are fired up. I'm actually going to sit back and let you guys take over because I'm going to laugh. That's just what I'm going to do. Um, the blubbering Rockin' Rebel at the beginning of it was just annoying. And um, yeah. it, it would have been fine if he would have just been serious, but he's doing the fake crying thing and all that. And, then it rolls into, I mean, Chad, do you got anything to say about the promo? Oh, no, I, I loved it. I love, <laughs> I love the rebel crying. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, he did, did a little, did the little thing where he put what his... I did to him. Oh, I loved <laughs> it. I thought it was fantastic. That was probably the best part of the, the last, the next, I don't know, five minutes. <laughs> Him grabbing that, um, what was it, Joey Styles or? Yeah, it was Joey Styles. Yeah, him gra- grabbing Joey Styles was probably the best thing in the next five minutes because after that, oh boy, yeah, and they, yeah, and for some reason I don't remember why Chris Michaels is with Rock and Rebel. I don't remember that, but he's there's, bowling. There's no, there's no context other than Chris Michaels was present when Rock and Rebel attacked Sal Balomo. Uh, 
Well, well, they come to the match, and Bullwinkle's cutting a promo like he did it. Like he's like, yeah, rock and roll. Like, like he's not. He's like, yeah, Sal Balomo got his face fucked up, and he's like cutting a promo into the camera. Like Bullwinkle had something to do with it. He was just there. Yeah, yeah I don't know what's going on. I don't know <laughs> who beat up Sal Balomo. Rock and Rebel did. He hit him with a chair. Right as a right in his a stupid face. <laughs> oh, the stupid face. Yeah, and and Rebels fighting Donnie Allen and yeah, Donnie Chris Allen. Michael. What the fuck is all this? He's fighting <laughs> Donnie Allen. There's fucking there's there's Shawn Michaels in the ring. Like like <laughs> who the fuck is what is going on? And during this match, during this match, they kept going to Chris Michaels outside, and he's just uh, puking out catchphrases. Hey, I don't know. ACW, it's not a cartoon. <laughs> I don't know what is going on. And he's not even saying it right. <laughs> I'm not even sure the camera's even catching it right. Like, he was catching him like half, like half comment. <laughs> like, you know, it wasn't even on the camera where he goes, I'm going to tell you what about the Rocky Balboa, whatever his name was. <laughs> he wasn't even saying that. He was, they were, he was just yelling. The camera just catches him. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, clearly we can we can obviously agree that that there's a a long list of people that are not going to be here mm-hmm. in the next couple of weeks, right? I, yeah. God, I hope so. Well, I, I don't think we have to hope so. I think this is it. <laughs> well, that, uh, fine, but, no, go ahead, Aaron. Oh, I was I was just going to try to finish this match. The Rock and Rebel wins with an ugly spine buster. Wait a minute! Then, Didn't they have a little promo? Where, well, that's coming up. Oh, it's coming up. Yeah, that's after, after the, the match. Oh, that's the doozy. Okay, yeah. that's the doozy then. Rock this and Rebel hates Rock and Rebel hates all kids, everybody's kids, even hates his own kids. And look at Chris looks at Chris Michaels and says, "I even hate your <laughs> stupid kids." And Chris Michaels is like, "Don't you talk about my kid?" And Rock and Rebel's like, "Your kid's an idiot." And they just go back and forth. And then Rebel kicks the shit out of him. <laughs> I saw that, man. And I just said, I, I, I thought of you, Aaron, because <laughs> I thought, I know, oh, Nate's the guy that holds the show together. <laughs> he keeps us on the tracks. Aaron's the guy that I can go, what did you think about Rock and Rebel <laughs> saying that? About hating Christopher Michael's kids, <laughs> and, and, and then I was waiting to see what Nate's face looked like. like and my right. thing is, my thing is, <laughs> if, if Chris Michaels is their dad, they probably do suck. Like, if Chris Michaels is your dad, you're never going to be successful in life. Like, those kids probably did suck. Shallow well, gene I, don't, I don't. I don't know about all of that. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to go that crazy. But I remember <laughs> last week we were like 12 minutes in, and we were trying to fill time. <laughs> and so, God bless, God bless Chris Michaels for showing up. <laughs> exactly. And nobody's <laughs> ever said that. That's the first time in the history of human man, like mankind, that anybody's ever said, God bless that Chris Michaels showed up. Yeah. Nobody's <laughs> ever said that. No, nobody's ever said, I need 14 minutes on Chris Michaels. <laughs> and go. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's unbelievable. <laughs> that's great. I mean, we're, we're, we're doing so great on time now that we don't have a whole lot of time to spend on how bad that was. It was, it was terrible. Um, it was like, I, I literally was watching it going, are these guys, just, I mean, just on the fly. Neither one of them even seem like they're in the same segment at this point. They're just, <laughs> they're just saying shit. And uh, then we flipped to Maddie in the house. No, yeah. hang on. The, oh, this ahead. is when he said he hates his kids. Yes. Yeah. I hate, I hate all kids and I hate no, your kids. And I hate your kids. Yeah, Rocket Rebel even says I hate my own kids. Like he says that. Why do you hate my kids? Like, <laughs> like what do my kids do? Because they don't like the same cereal you like, or or whatever. Like, it what all, do my what do my kids do? This is all Belomo's fault for loving the kids so well, much. I mean, the way that Rocket Rebel, all the damage that Rocket Rebel did to Belomo, that was fucking a disaster. Like after watching Rocket Rebel, whatever he did at Blumo, that was terrible. He didn't do anything to him. I think he threw him over the top rope, he and, barely... and and Blumo is still out. Yeah, he's gone. Doctor Voorhees well, in with he, the updates. Blumo has gone. gone, and um, yeah, I just thought it was like I was just like, well, Rebel really didn't do anything to Blumo to kill him. Not that serious. I mean, I think he gave him like one chair shot, but it wasn't like, I don't know, <laughs> like when they were talking about dislocated shoulder, his eyeballs out of the socket, like none of this facial explosion ever happened. I don't even think he hit him in the face. He hit him like in the chest with the chair, but That's ECW. this is where they went with it. Is this the first appearance of Maddie in the house that we've seen? No, you said, well, that we've seen. You said you watched that show the other week and he was on there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he was. And on this uh, thing, he opens it up and says, bada bing, bada boom, slash bang, boom. That's what he says. Oh, bada bing, so, bada boom, slash so bing, boom. It's not creative if you just put, rhyme boom with boom. Put a fucking lot of, idiot. Put a, lot of fucking, <laughs> put a lot of fucking thought into that, didn't he? Yeah. God, he's I, terrible. I can't believe I didn't meet him. Not I have he, no idea why I didn't meet him. And he may have. I, he may have just been in the in the uh, studio, possibly. Tommy Jimmer's basement. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Paul's I don't. Mom's basement. We'll, we'll see, but I don't ever recall seeing him appear in an arena for ECW. That oh, I, that I remember. That I remember. I don't think I, he ever did either. It's usually That's just. Point, yeah, it's usually just him, like with a backdrop or something, you know, just hyping up kind of hyping up the next segment doing his best anyway bada boom bada bing orange or whatever he said um and and, and he's gonna tell us that uh chris michaels and rock and rebel they wanted what? to show it next week but but maddie's doing god's work and he's gonna give us the match tonight instead because he has the remote control doing well, god's maddie? Work. well if maddie's doing god's work why isn't Chris Michaels and Rock and Rebel in a barbed wire death exploding match? <laughs> Where no matter what happens, the whole entire ring explodes and you both die. Five <laughs> seconds in. I mean, I mean, there's no, like, how much money do you want, Michaels? Because we know how much money Rebel wants. Doesn't matter. Um, it's uh, how much money do you want? You all die. 
<laughs> I'm going to leave it to your stupid kids when I make sure they're taken care of. No, in wrestling, you don't leave money to your stupid kids. <laughs> it doesn't happen. But what do you think about this match? <laughs> what match? I forgot what match they were talking about. The, the main event, they decided to play Chris Michaels in Rock and Rebel. Oh. Like they they have their they have their little fight, but then it breaks into a match, and this is how they decide to end. The, this is how they decide to end the show. Oh, because Maddie said that match was so violent that they were going to show the match, and when they showed the match, I'm going, an eye rake has never been so vicious. Um, <laughs> can can you believe he raked his eyes on the ropes? I wrote hell about I know, that. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, I wrote uh, the knee to the throat, devastating. Um, that was that was that match was so great that you had to you had to get Maddie in the house to cut in and go. We're gonna show you how devastating the Rock and Rebel was against whoever it was, and we're gonna show you this. I'm like, it was just a house show match. Am I wrong? No, no, <laughs> you are not wrong. Okay, I'm, I'm just making sure. I'm just going like they didn't do anything that was. You know, reminiscent of a of anything that would, you know, make me think that it was a uh, you know a barn burner. And why would you end the show with this? Like, well, I mean, it's rock and rebel. Why would you wouldn't? I mean, I don't know how many shows you've ever booked before. This is the guy you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, touche, sir. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> How many territories have you set on fire? Just as many as Rock and Rebel. That's right. <laughs> well, he set the world on fire now, and he lives there. <laughs> Ow. I, I, I inducted I inducted Chuck into a Hall of Fame, so I can I can make them jokes. <laughs> the. So there we go. We had another at least seven-minute block of an ECW show here involving Chris Michaels in some way, shape, or form. This has got to stop. This punishment no, has got to stop. <laughs> I mean, Our show's making, only going to be thirty minutes. From Chris Michaels. <laughs> I was going to say touche. It's making for some great. It's making for some great radio here. But uh, all right, so we move along through the show out of this out of this thing, and the afterbirth of it is. I think the close, isn't it? That's the next thing I have down on my notes. Is there anything in between this and the close with Joey Styles and, and Polly that I missed? Sandman well, and somebody are teaming up to fight oh. Stetson and Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sandman and JT. Yes. Yeah. They're gonna face uh Tony Stetson and Johnny Hotbody for the ECW tag team titles. Then we go into our closing segment. It is Joey Styles and Polly Dangerously talking about Sabu, and this is where I um I, I alluded to it earlier where we are watching unfold before us Polly dangerously move Hunter Q Robbins away from Sabu and move himself next to Sabu and uh, him advocating for Sabu at the end of this show is definitely that plus his lawyer Seymour Green yes <laughs> and how he fucking, is forming how fucking terrible is that? like that is so fucking like it's all like. Like the big Johnson shirts. <laughs> you know? It's yeah. It's definitely no Dewey Cheatham and how, you know, it's not. Yeah. Well, yeah. he said that, that his lawyer was, um, whatever his name was. He goes, yeah. And they're, 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 whatever, by a Dewey Cheatham and how. And I'm just like, oh, come on, Paul. That's, 
ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, Polly, t- did everybody else's network thing cut off before he finished his promo? I didn't get to see oh, the end it. Oh, w- it. it wasn't just mine. No, yeah, I went back twice to see to make sure that it didn't. Yeah, it it his he didn't get to finish, or I, we didn't see the end of his promo. But he's definitely talking about a new dangerous alliance, and we all know Sabu is now going to be under the tutelage of Polly dangerously, which is good because Hunter Q needs to go away. He, he, he just paid off Hunter Q and Breath Mints. <laughs> he gave him a bunch of tic-tacs that hit the bricks yeah, here right buddy there. maybe you might be able to get a date tonight <laughs> he's like Tommy Cairo's got nothing going on <laughs> why, why don't you see who Jimmy D's got booked on Atlantic City on the boardwalk maybe you can get booked on a show with Chad Austin no Chad Austin's in ECW now well not yet Aaron anything on this final segment no I was just glad this show was over I'm gonna be honest not our show, but the the ECW show. This it, it started out all right, and it just it, it it floundered towards the end. It was bad. All right, we got we got a few minutes here, so I'll give you my assessment. Here's the deal. This is a brand new beginning. They're introducing new characters, correct? Yep. Yeah. They're they're introducing new storylines, correct? Absolutely. And so. It's not going to be the most compelling television. Am I wrong? No, you've got to you got to start somewhere, right? Is it good? No, I'll answer for you. It's it's not good, but you have to start somewhere. Like you said, Nate, you have mm-hmm. to start somewhere, and this is their start. And and clearly, bad company is not going to be the you know the fuse. Um, uh, what what does that say? Where they go, um, so to speak? Where I, I didn't mean it. N- no pun intended with mm-hmm. the fuse because I know where it was going. But um, yeah, that you have to start over again, and that's what they're doing. They're starting over. They're reintroducing Public Enemy, um, um, Paul Diamond and Bad Company and all that. Bad breed, re-showing you Sabu. So it's like um, it's almost like a challenge to me. Like a mm-hmm. WWE challenge, you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think it, I, I was going to ask this question when we were during the Bad Company match because I like Aaron. Aaron kind of alluded to it how out of place they are, even even at this stage at ECW. Were they in the AWA at the same time as Paulie? Like, would those guys have known each other? Like, would that be maybe a reason that they a connection between those three that brought them in? I I don't know. I don't. I'm not an AWA guy, so I really don't know. To be honest with you, who was together when and what you know. But it's an it's a it's a the question doesn't matter. But it just kind of piqued well, my interest. Paul, Paul was in AWA what what in '87 with Condry and Rose. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that, that would have been when. Um, the Rockers were there, and that would have been when Bad Company was there. Okay. So that's 87. So we're saying 87, 89, 90, 91. That's five years from now. Does, is, is PWI recognize Bad Company? Like, are they even in the top five of the tag teams <laughs> of the year? Like, I mean, for for any of the last five years? They've already they've they've been to Japan by now and been the Orient Express for God's sake. And yeah. Jobs. And wasn't Paul wasn't Paul Diamond already Max Moon? Yep. Wait. Yeah, they got kids. Yes. They got jobs. Yeah. I, I heard Pat Tanaka got a minivan. 
I don't know. I, I mean, like they 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 kind of moved on. They kind of got. I mean, all of a sudden, Paul's going, "Hey, remember in in Las Vegas at the showboat when we worked for Burn? Yeah. Well, you want to recreate it? Yeah. Well, I can. I can't. I can't. But, but what I can do is <laughs> I can pay you guys, you know, a buck fifty to work with actually. And you don't even have to put them over. <laughs> it's, it's it's just yeah. I, I don't. I you know. I'd love to know the relationship between um uh Paul and 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 Pat and Diamond. I, I'd love to know that relationship. The Aaron. I don't think you said you just wish this show didn't happen, or you were ready for it to be over. Well, no, I didn't say it didn't happen. I just said yeah, that. I do. <laughs> I, I I put in my notes that yeah, there's new people coming in and everything like that. I just felt like nothing happened on this show, like nothing happened. In my no, opinion, you're, you're right, nothing happened, and that's why this was a complete reset. Resets mm-hmm. suck in wrestling because they're not going to draw ratings. They never draw ratings, but they're they're re-educating the audience, but. You have no audience. And now, educating them. Now we're going to find out what's not going to happen next week, or if anything is going to happen next week. And then I want to do. We actually have a few uh, thank you listeners, some listener feedback. I want to share with it with the uh, the gentlemen's here. But next week, the main event features Tommy Dreamer going one on one against the Tasmaniac. Pat Tanaka and Paul Diamond take on the Public Enemy. Johnny Hotbody and Tony Stetson defend the ECW tag titles against the Sandman and JT Smith. The ECW and tag titles. Not the NWA tag titles. The ECW tag titles. And the real main event next week on next week's ECW. Jimmy Superfly Snooka faces Chad Austin. What? So we are finally going to see <laughs> Chad on ECW TV next week against Superfly Jimmy Snooka. Is that the main event? No, I said that's our main event. Because of our that's, show. That's our main event. Oh. They, they're plugging their main event, these two jabronis, Tommy Dreamer and Tasmaniac. I don't know what's going on there, but I've got Chad Austin and Jimmy Snuka in my sights. Well, I think I think somebody's defending some tag team belts that don't even exist. <laughs> like, if, if we see the match and they have that black ring, then <laughs> <laughs> we know it's an old match. The Koloffs. The Koloffs are going to show up again, God damn it! <laughs> They're all running. <laughs> yeah, you're uh, right. <laughs> you know, I, I, I debut next week. Yeah. Chad Austin faces Jimmy Snooker. Oh, this is a doozy. I'm telling you. <laughs> this is actually my worst match in the history of the business. Oh. Yeah, it's the worst match I've ever been in. Uh, and I'll tell you why next week. So if you keep listening and you follow us on Twitter and follow us on, um, what are we on, YouTube? What are we on? Face, Facebook. Facebook. And, and you can... every other fa- platform. You'll find out why I think Jimmy Snooker stinks. <laughs> and I can't wait. It's going to be great. Speaking of listening to the show, I've actually gotten <laughs> listener feedback here um, that I wanted to share with you guys. Um, Jamie wrote to me and said that he's really enjoying the show following along with us. And um, 
keep up the good work. And he likes the, the chemistry between the hosts, which we appreciate that, Jamie. Um, Chris Bellis on, on Twitter. This one, this one made it was fun for me, Chris. Thank you for listening. Um, he said before your show, I kept giving up around summer sizzler. So it's actually nice watching along weekly and now it's paying off. So see, we got somebody over the hump guys. Look at that. We're doing good things out there in the community. Well, that was the big deal because we we had so much painful shows to do that that made our show look stupid because <laughs> we were putting over the absurd, you know what I mean? Yeah. So once we got over that hump and now the shows are good, what's going to happen when we start seeing RVD? What's going to happen when we start seeing RVD versus Sabu? You know, mm-hmm. when we see the Dudleys. The shows are going to be like, "Oh my god." That was great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not going to be like you're wasting my time. <laughs> well, we want to thank you, Chris, for listening. And we're glad we could help you get through the traumatizing early days of ECW. This one is my favorite and the one I'm going to close on because I can't wait to hear you guys. This one is my favorite feedback that I've gotten so far. Greg says, Chad, ditch the co-hosts. They're atrocious. I think Fuck it's you, hilarious. Greg. Fuck you, Greg. Well, maybe Greg's smart. (laughs) I don't like him or I don't like him or his stupid kids. Yeah, Greg stinks. (laughs) I read that and I laughed my ass off. Thank you, Greg. I actually wrote him back and says, I'm sorry you don't enjoy the show. Why the fuck are you listening? (laughs) Why would you sit and listen to something you don't like? You have no life, Greg. You have nothing else to do other than sit around and listen to something for an hour that you don't like. Go meet a girl. Get a hobby. Me? No, Greg. Oh, Greg. Fucking asshole, Greg. Aaron was the reason I wanted to read that. I was I was like chomping at the bit to read that. I I was so happy. All right. Show was well, my I, idea, asshole. You wouldn't even have anything to listen to. <laughs> Sorry. Like I said at the beginning of the show, everybody, please do follow Chad at Ch- Chad Austin Demira on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at Reliving Extreme. Check out, if you're not a member of our Facebook group, hop on, get a, become a member of the Reliving the Extreme Facebook group. Aaron's doing a free giveaway in the group right now. It's been a lot of fun. We got to see the Ernesto Revolution. It's been an, a, a great experience, and we're really enjoying doing the shows. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Guys, any parting words? Aaron, any parting words for Greg and the rest of our listeners? The rest oh, of our yeah, listeners so. are cool. The rest of our listeners are cool, but Greg go fuck himself. Yeah, Greg's <laughs> awesome. Um, <laughs> Greg's the best, best I've ever heard. Um, Hope and, to hear more from you, Greg. And, and don't worry if you get a friend request from tomorrow from Greg. From it was me. Um, <laughs> but uh, but my my friend Malia Asaka, I I I gotta put her over. Um, are we doing plugs, Nate? Oh, yeah, absolutely. She's the modern day, all one word, moolah on Twitter. And if you can find her on Facebook, she is a fantastic follow. If you follow people on Facebook, on Twitter, whatever, 
she is so naughty, naughty, <laughs> naughty that she's fantastic. And I told her about us doing this and she couldn't be more ecstatic about it. And she's she's currently working for SWE in Texas. And when we get more dates for her, we'll, um, we'll you know, we'll promote them. Will do. Absolutely. But just, and just keep following the show. Yes. And like I said, hook up with us on social media. Let us know you're out there. I love the feedback, positive or negative. I love feedback. I love to hear from people. Negative feedback just makes me smile just as much as positive feedback. I, I, I like to hear positive me. feedback if it's about me. <laughs> if it's about Aaron, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> if, it, if it's about me, I'm, I'm good. I'm the one with the, all the color. I'm the one with all the glitz and the glamour. You're the I'm star. the showboat here. Main the main event. Main event. Showstopper. Um, I don't know. Headline on me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us, everybody, once again, as we are reliving the extreme, and we will see you next week as we are gonna get Chad Austin's first televised ECW match against Superfly Jimmy Snuka. I am so looking forward to that. We'll see you next week, everybody. Have a great week. Reliving the Extreme is a production of Maxin Out Media, all rights reserved. <laughs>